0: Hey, everybody, it's Eric Balance coming to you with the Resilient Minds podcast, where I feature beautiful entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and experts in their field, where they help us discover their X factor, their experience of life, only to discover how they were able to accomplish and find out their Y factor, their big why, their purpose in life. So join me as we get to discover the beauty of our minds and how can we really continue to go after the biggest and most wildest dreams while we continue to pursue and manifest our greatest intelligence that comes from the heart. Also, if you haven't, go check out the new alignment course that I've created at www.ericbalance.com forward slash alignment, A-L-I-G-N-M-E-N-T. Be on the show, amazing Jake, brother. Super excited, grateful to have you now. Without the you know technological problems that I've been having with the new iPad, I just first of all want to say thank you for coming uh, to the podcast, the Resilient Minds podcast. You know, this is a really special, uh platform that i've created and i just want to like really honor your intelligence you know i know that you're a lifestyle entrepreneur uh you know you're you're really focused on bringing this new way of awareness to to individuals but i want to share a little bit or you share a little bit about what you're up to in the world right now i know you just launched your new book uh you know tell us a little bit about what you're up to in the brilliance that you hold
1: Yeah, man. Well, Eric, first of all, man, thank you for having me on the show. You know, I know that we're in different parts of the world and we're able to make this happen. So like, that's just a blessing. You know what I mean? Even though we had the tech challenges, we got the tech working and we're able to connect from around the world. So, man, I appreciate you uh, for having me on, dude. It's it's, it's amazing. Um, On top of that though, man, yeah, I just released my third book called The Elevated Entrepreneur, which interviews 39 of the world's greatest coaches, performers, and entrepreneurs, really helping people become higher performing, productivity crushing, and freedom achieving in their path to greatness. And my main focus really in business is to spread what I call the feeling of elevation. All right. And the feeling of elevation is what I believe is my mission to help people achieve and elevate themselves to their own definition of success. Okay. And the way I do that is through a coaching program where we help online experts, coaches um, really turn their knowledge, skills, and passion into a online business. And the other way we do that is we help uh, heart-led entrepreneurs, heart-centered entrepreneurs write and launch their first best-selling book um, in 90 days. So those are the main ways that I'm working with people in business right now and really spreading this feeling of elevation so that we can uh, build the world's consciousness a little bit higher and and have a little bit more fun in the pursuit of achievement.
0: I love it, bro. Um, And it sounds like, you know, I've been always thinking about writing a book. So, you know, maybe before you know it, uh, you and me will be discussing a little bit more about how that looks like, because Dude, everybody, everybody that I've been talking to is like, Eric, you need to start writing a book about your life. It's like you live this dream life. So, um, yeah, to be to be continued, brother, offline. But, dude, so you know, the biggest thing that I share is how our experiences, you know, have really contributed to our biggest purpose. You know, you know, for me, I've been traveling the world for the past four years, looking outside of myself only to understand that everything that I need is inside of me. In fact, two months ago, when I arrived in Ibiza here in Spain, you know, I didn't give myself enough credit for all of the work that I've done up until this moment. And in fact, I felt like an imposter. And it was so interesting because it's fascinating how we can do so much in our life we could fall into this like feeling of unworthiness or this like ebb in our life and we can almost forget it's like we have fucking as humans amnesia and i thought to myself and i said wow like I'm, I'm really not giving myself the credit that i deserve and i realized that it was because i needed to see all of the shit that i've done up until this moment and not not necessarily shit like good stuff you know what i mean yeah <laughs> My language equals meaning, meaning equals emotion. So I need to change that, and it's it's interesting. I can still capture that awareness, but the biggest thing that I've understood and I've identified being here in Ibiza is why I'm doing what I'm doing. So as I've raised my level of awareness and consciousness and understanding, I've been able to attract myself around these really life changing entrepreneurs, crazy amount of great community, great people, and my why has gotten stronger because. I've allowed myself to also give myself this perception of, hey, what is it that I really need to shift in myself that I can serve? And the biggest thing that I've identified as a result of that is going deeper inside of yourself and not actually looking for external validation. Because even in any communities or conscious communities or leadership, or as you know, all these leaders... We all have these understandings that, hey, like, we really need to be validated by each other. But the truth is, is the only way that you really get to see your own power is by being the mirror for somebody else, by being your own power. Yeah. And so my question to you is to identify your power. What experience was the was the, was the thriving force that allowed you to understand, hey, man, like this is what I need to step into and I need to do this today because I see a greater vision of what I need to accomplish. I have the flashlight and as a result of seeing that flashlight and the light ahead, I now am fully going to immerse myself to make that be my big why my biggest why factor of how I show up in this unique place called Earth.
1: So, I mean, there's a lot to unpack there, man. Like there's some good stuff, right? And, and we can take this in a, in a variety of angles, right? So, but, but to, to address that point, you know, I think for me, you know, I've always been this go, 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 ambitious first goal oriented person, right? And I think that one of the biggest things that I've realized on this journey is that if you're always chasing a thing, a result, a goal, an achievement, You're always going to have something else to chase and you're never going to be able to be fully present in the moment. And so my mom, for the last 10 years of my life, has always said, live in the moment and enjoy the journey. And for someone like me, who's very goal-oriented and ambitious and hustling, go, 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 it was one of the hardest things to realize but one of the greatest transformations I could have, because instead of focusing on, like you said, the external validation of what happens when you achieve, I could focus on the internal validation of being. And it made me realize that we're called human beings, not human doings. And in the process of becoming more of a being, I've been able to do more, right? I've been able to achieve more and I've been able to enjoy myself more in the process. And I think that from a practical standpoint, The number one way that I've been able to really um, ground myself in this mentality is by practicing gratitude multiple times a day in different ways. So whether that's pillow gratitude, where once my head hits the pillow, I express three things I'm grateful for. Whether it's a gratitude walk where I don't go with technology and I completely disconnect, or whether it's even doing what I call one text, one appreciation, where I send a text once a day to somebody just appreciating them and letting them know how grateful I am that they're in my life. And I think that when you can plant yourself in the present moment, you can enable yourself to open the mind to what's possible in in the future. And you can be in the moment to do what comes next. And I think that that for me has been a huge experience and a huge transformation that allows me to be more self-aware, more in tune, and also better at what I do and what my purpose is, which is to spread this feeling of elevation to more and more people around the world.
0: I love it. I think that that's really beautifully said, and I think that you know those three moments of gratitude when you hit the pillow is 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 something that I definitely can truly resonate with because it gives us this opportunity to say, hey, like I'm so grateful. I don't even know if my eyes are gonna open the following day, but I'm so grateful uh, for like what this day has brought to me and how I've shown up and. What I get to do moving forward, and as a result of that, you know, all of a sudden we wake up the following morning with like, "Oh my, I'm grateful!" Right, and, and you know, I think the biggest thing that I've also learned from from that is. Learning to dream with our eyes open, not just our eyes closed, you know, like understanding that this attunement, these visions that we see when we're sleeping, these dreams that we're having, these these belief systems that we're creating while we're sleeping actually can be cultivated when our eyes are open. And when our eyes are open, it's actually even more important to start recognizing that we do live in this beautiful dream world, you know? And so tell me today, as you're spending time... you know, really bringing this to the people that What do you do when people show up in this place or if anybody's listening and they're showing up in this place of like, yeah, right, like it's so easy to be grateful. It's so easy to be happy. It's easy for you, you know, like you don't understand my circumstances. You don't understand, you know, what what COVID has done to my family. You don't understand what COVID has done to, you know, um, my business. Uh, You know, all these stories from external circumstances that can be happening. What would you tell them?
1: Yeah, well, first, I mean, I I would say that everybody's different, right? Everybody's going through a different life. It doesn't mean yours is better or worse than someone else's. It it is the life you're living. Now, at the same time, I think it's super important that we can be aware, we can feel, we can embrace the ups and the downs that have happened to us because there have been some tragedies that have happened to people and there have been some amazing things that have happened to people. But the ultimate thing that we have to realize is that we have to control what we can control and we have to release what we can't control. And I think that sometimes in our journeys, we think that we have to control things that we really can't control. For example, there are certain things related to the last 18 months around COVID where we have no control over, but yet we feel that we are still in control of what happens. No, we are in control of how we react and respond to what happens based on the uncontrollables. And so I would say that, You know, no matter what you're going through, whether it's been great, whether it's been tough, whatever your circumstances are, I think it's really important that we say what is in our control and how can we spend every day focusing on those things to advance our life in the direction we want it to go, while also embracing the things that are out of our control and accepting them as part of life, but not allowing them to dictate our future identity. And so a big example of this is when we talk about pursuing something whether it's business, whether it's relationships, whatever it is in life, whether it's internal reflection, whenever we're pursuing something, we need to focus on, yes, we need to have the outcome and the objective in mind, but we need to release the expectation of the outcome so that we can focus on the actual act of doing, right? The actual act of being in that process. And when you release the expectation of the outcome, And you stop focusing on exactly what it's going to take to get there and you start letting the world work its magic, you're able to see results in a different way because you've been able to focus on what you can control rather than putting unfair pressure on yourself or the world to bring you something. And instead, you allow it to come to you. And I think that that's a big, big, big opportunity for people is to release the expectation, focus on the controllables and be where your feet are so that you can achieve greatness.
0: Bro, uh, when you talk about, like, the feet fit, feet hitting the ground, I think I really, the most I resonate with is, um, the most important part is groundedness. And so, even during this time of your, your sharing of, like, you know, these external circumstances, you know, letting go of, of you know, um, <laughs> the stories we're told and, and all of these things I think for, for myself, I know that, like, for the last 18 months, I've been traveling the planet, you know, uh, I've been seeing, you know, COVID uh, and the fear that it's created, the psychological warfare that has been created in the world um, really affect so many people, including my own family. And um it's beautiful to have uh, this ability to, you know, look back and see the hindsight. And, you know, we always say hindsight is twenty twenty. my belief is that the fear of COVID is killing more people than COVID actually is. You know what I mean? And um, because ultimately everything is a belief system. And so I'm curious to know a little bit about further going deeper with this, and I hope you don't mind me talking about this really controversial topic because I think there's a lot of separation that's created around the vaccine, no vaccine, the COVID, no COVID. Um, and, and to be completely honest with you, I have so much uh, compassion to everything that's happening in the world, you know, around it. I also believe that we have a choice to, to be fearful or not fearful, and I do believe that, you know, when we look at World uh, uh, War Two, right, the Nazis, you know, the first first thing they needed to overcome was the Germany, right, and it was done through a psychological belief system. And the belief system was what really they needed to to to, to, to change, to shift in people. And so, you know, there's these vaccine passports talking about. There's these, like, you know, all these things that I'm, I'm not even fully 100% aware of, or like what's because I, I try to stay away for as much to, from away from like the type of new. But my, my curiosity is this, Bill. Do you believe that our belief systems and the way that we look at ourselves? the relationship with our creator, the relationship that we really have is ultimately the way that impacts our whole entire life around the planet. Because I know that... Actually, I'm just going to stop there because I can keep going. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, man, this is this is some good stuff, right? And, and I think, you know, I think that when you look at everything that's been going on, there's so many different viewpoints on what is, what should be, what's happening, where we want to take this. But I think when you look at it, the thing that I'm noticing being, most-
0: And sorry. And it's being so much like uh, like separation rather than creating like, hey, like I'm curious to know your thoughts. Like, let's yes. talk about this and still be in rapport, but we can disagree.
1: Yes, and I think that this is where is is the bigger challenge when it comes to all of this is it's becoming, are you vaxxed? Or are you not vaxxed? It's right or wrong. It's not, hey, I respect your opinion, but I don't agree. Right. It's becoming a separating tool, a divisive tool, a a um, you're putting people in almost their own prisons. Right. Because you're forcing people to take a side because of the way the, the media has portrayed certain things. Now, it doesn't matter to me right now if you believe one thing or another, because I'm going to listen to you. But I think what it's happened is it's become so polarizing for people to say it's this way or you're wrong. It's not, it's this way. And here's why I think this, are you open to having a dialogue on this? Because I think that with, as we continue to evolve as society with technology, we're becoming so separated from real conversation. And I think that it's so difficult. And and there are some great leaders that have had some great conversations about it, regardless of their beliefs on, on masks or no masks, vax or no vax, passport or no passport. And I think ultimately what's happening is it's causing people to choose sides rather than coming together. And in a time where there is a global pandemic, I believe that people should come together to lift each other up and to have honest and important dialogue. Because I think that disagreeing is a is a valuable part of communication okay and i totally. believe that if we avoid having the true and honest conversations with each other even if we disagree on the opinion then we're doing ourselves a disservice to move forward as a collective unit and so when it comes to all of this stuff you know i really hope that as we move forward regardless of what you believe you can have a conversation with somebody so that we can move forward and understand each other to a point that allows us to validate each other's opinions, whether or not we agree with that opinion. Because what I don't want to see is people continuing to separate further and further and further and create their own packs. What I do want to see is people come together and be able to find a way to continue to move forward because- There are so many more effects to COVID than just what the science reports, and that can be in the form of fear. It can be in the form of uh, mental health. It can be in the form of physical health. It can be form. There's so many different avenues that this has led to, and I'm a big believer in communication, right? I'm a big believer in communication. I think that unfortunately, this has taken us away from the art of effective communication and moving us towards the polarization of opinion.
0: You know, I, uh, I'm i here in Europe, as you know, I'm sitting in Spain at this coffee shop. And, you know, there's people around me about wearing masks and stuff, you know, whatever or not. <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's really it's really a suggestion here. Um, and there is a difference. In, 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 And I love how you're sharing this like element of communication, because a lot, a lot of time here in Europe, um, you're supposed to just like hold it in and not share it and again this is my hallucination this is what i've been told this is what i've been sh- and i'm also a european like i'm polish right so but, but i've been born and raised in canada so there's this like there's this like energy about me there's this intensity about me but there's also this powerfully contained in- individual that just can like hold hold space and be present and like speak with it without speaking but to me, the biggest way when I'm out of alignment or when I feel out of alignment or if I don't um, able to communicate, I need to share it. I need to share it because the level of communication is the level of embodiment that actually becomes because otherwise I'm creating a war within myself. And ultimately, that's the worst war to have. And so if we as a civilization, right, as humanity can learn to not create wars within ourselves because ultimately that creates a war with what we believe in with the people around us it just you know builds up builds up builds up builds up builds up and then there's an explosion and maybe you know when I look back at things you know just a, a side note you know you look at the wars right that started right how did these all start did they they started in the the old culture of of the European you know? understanding of hey like something is inside me that's not sitting well and they the leaders started to build upon that and then they started to project that into into other individuals right so i keep thinking like hey like maybe you know maybe through this level of communication and of course language is such a linear perspective right like it it only can go so that so right. deep because you know if we talk about at the end of the day we're here to feel as human beings and it's the emotion really is why we make the decision the feeling is why we make the decision so if we can really learn to communicate not just through our language but through the level of you know body language you know uh, facial expressions really like using our our whole embodiment and embody that practice it can really change the way that we are perceived and understood. And so I started thinking to myself, I said, hey, like, you know, what's the, what's the, what's the three things that, like, you know, a, a woman, you know, really, really needs? And it, it doesn't need to be just, it needs to be seen, heard, and understood, right? Right? And if they're not seen, heard, and understood, that's inside of me as a man. If I don't feel seen, heard, or understood, it's also going to affect the way that I look. But if I'm coached, criticized, and controlled as a, as a masculine, Right? there's also like a trigger a element of trigger and if i'm coach criticized or controlled as a, as a, as a woman on my masculine side it still brings out this masculine version of me so it's interesting and i look at that point of perspective and i say hey what can we do to start facilitating a better way of creating a powerful conversation among men and women and ultimately leaders, because we have all the tools, technology, wisdom, you know, abundance to create abundance for everybody around the planet. What can we do to start facilitating a better way? You know, and they talk about the Socratic dialogue, all these different dialogues that have been created back in the past from our predecessors. How can we really start to understand that we are here to create creative solutions for each other, for ourselves? for our families, and ultimately for our planet. And what does it take to actually get people out of their fucking minds and back into this consciousness of our heart so that we can serve from this place? And if we're in stewardship to our planet, in stewardship to our home, in stewardship into our community and the people around us, we can actually start refraining from not feeling heard, not feeling understood, not feeling seen, Not coaching, controlling, or 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 um, criticizing, and understanding that it's the quality of the way that we communicate, and the quality of the way that we ask questions, that we can start to actually pay attention. Yeah, and so to me, this has been the biggest misunderstanding that I feel that I I I believe that has happened in Europe, and maybe one that like you know is happening all over the world now with the ways of of really. speaking about these really powerful issues because people are uncomfortable and they're scared to ask these questions, which is why I always like asking them because I'm going to learn from what you have to say. And whoever's listening is going to learn from what we have to say. And you're going to learn from what I have to say. And we learn together as one because I don't know anything.
1: For sure. For sure. Yeah. And I think, I think it's, I think it's so cool, you know, that we can travel the world as, as a species and see the different cultural elements of what makes earth earth, right? And we get to see all these different people and all these different cultures and all these different practices, and they're all different, right? But at the end of the day, there is one commonality between every single person. We all have the same basic desires as human beings, to be loved, to be heard, to be complimented, to be seen, to feel that we valued and to feel that we belong. And so the question becomes, are we scared of voicing our opinion in, the, in, in two sides, one, because we'll be seen as less than if we're willing to share emotion in a cultural area that mm. does not tend to do that. Or are we willing to be heard in a way that could be taken out of context from the way we actually mean it, therefore requiring judgment, criticism and other things from the other side. And so what we have to do oh, wow. what we have to do is we have to say, how do we see ourselves? Because who we view ourselves as is ultimately going to allow us to express those opinions, those thoughts, and that vocalization to bridge a better conversation. The more I become in tune with who I am, the more I become confident in my authentic self, the more I can be my true being, the more I'm able to have confidence, the more I'm able to share things that may create controversy in the minds of others. But the beautiful thing is this. That controversy, I do not take defense to it in the sense that when I create controversy, when I say something that may someone may disagree with, I do not allow that disagreement to be a reflection of my identity or my worthiness because I believe in who I am and I'm confident that who I am is great and I can always become better. So I think that when we talk about this conversation. It's awesome that we have people from all over the world with different it's and different things. It's the greatest thing. But I also truly believe that we need to be able to look inwards to be able to express outwards. And when we do this type of thing, when this type of thing, it fires me up because it allows us to facilitate more conversation. And we need more people, whatever your beliefs are. We need more people that express their opinion, but do it in a way where they're open to a conversation. What we do not need is people expressing their opinion, and ke- I'm, I'm make- I want to make this very clear: opinion and fact, right? Opinion, right, is not necessarily correct. Opinions need to be heard, and they need to be talked about. It's like when a scientist creates a hypothesis. Hypothesis does not mean it's factual. It's based on what they believe and everything they've learned up to that point that gives them the. Yes. the decision to put that out there. However, only until it's tested, conversed, criticized, looked at, experimented on, does it become a actual process or a theory or become something that's actually real. And so what I would say to to us as people is we have to understand that no matter where we come from, no matter what our beliefs are, we are still human beings. And at the end of the day, we have to learn to become okay with who we are so that then we can create and facilitate real and honest conversation with people around us whether or not they agree with everything we say we don't need sheep we don't need people that follow everything we do what we need to do is educate people to create their own and informed opinion so that they can be proud of where they stand so that we can have better dialogue in between and hopefully that will start to bridge the gap and have a mutual respect even amongst disagreement
0: dynamite brother I love it. And I think that that is literally our duty, you know, like I feel in so alignment, you know, as, is, as we've been talking about this, I mean, what we're doing here, I'm, I'm certain, I'm certain this conversation is going to raise different triggers or awarenesses or understandings to anybody that's listening yeah. because it's important. And by the way, if you're listening and you're triggered, or if you're, you're listening and you're empowered, or if you're listening and you're motive, like all of these things are, are perfect and, and ask yourself, you know, where is this coming from? You know, what's inside of me right now that is, is needing to be triggered positively or negatively. And where does that go deeper? You know, because I think that's something that we can always pay attention to. And where do these patterns show up elsewhere in your life? Right. Because just because we're talking about this topic specifically, it doesn't mean that it's the only place that it it triggers you. It means that it it can actually affect other areas of your life as well. Would you agree, brother? Yeah. And look, I
1: can guarantee 100% that there's been something on this conversation where we probably have a different belief on. Right. Right. And maybe we're in a complete limit in terms of how we understand it. But I'm sure there's probably been something that one of us is not in agreement with or doesn't believe at the same level with conviction. Right. But that's what makes this so great is when you have these conversation allows people to create a sense of emotion. OK, let's go back to this emotional thing. As, as human beings, we're emotional creatures. Whenever somebody says something or talks about something and it creates an emotion within another person that person has to be able to do the processing of what that emotion means to go deeper into understanding how that is going to affect them in the short term and in the long term, because our beliefs becomes our thoughts, our thoughts becomes our actions, our actions become our results, our results become our lifestyle, right? And so it all comes back to this understanding that it all begins with, what did someone say that triggers you? What did someone say that excites you? Why did this happen? What does that mean for us? And how are we going to use that to advance our own learning within ourselves to become the person that we as human beings always want to become, which is more greater, more loving, more of whoever you have inside your internal, internal compass.
0: Hmm. The internal compass. Tell me more. How, how do you see this relationship with yourself affecting, um, how has it maybe affected your, your evolution? Yeah. Elevation.
1: Yeah. 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 So, so, so look, when I think of the internal compass, right, everybody has their own thoughts, their own beliefs, their own systems, their, their, their own relationships, but I believe the internal compass is our, is our guide. Right. And I believe that our internal internal compass is kind of associated with how we define success. Okay. So (laughs) every person defines success in a unique and individualistic way and that's okay. But how you approach that definition of success is going to be different. Where we get into trouble is we allow our internal compass to be guided by somebody else's direction rather than our own two feet. We start to compare ourselves and our definition of success to somebody else's. And therefore, in that pursuit... We start living someone else's dream rather than living our dream. We start doing things because other people say to do it, not because it's actually what we desire or where we want to go. And so when I look at my internal compass, I think of how am I filling up my own cup so that I have the energy within to be able to give to achieve my definition of success, which my definition of success is to have the freedom to do what I want, when I want with whomever I want to spend my time with. It's about having choice. It's about being able to choose what do I want to do, where do I want to do it, right? And so when I think about this, you know, I'll tell you a little story here because this puts it all into perspective. When we look at our internal compass and our definition of success, we cannot achieve that if we're always focusing on giving to others or if we're always just listening to other people. It's a combination of our internal action with our ability to serve others at the highest level. And so I was at a Shabbat dinner and my rabbi, he was pouring the wine. Okay, and and it's customary when you're at Shabbat dinner, everybody, uh, you say a prayer over the wine, and it's about blessings, and and, and it kind of blesses the wine. Now, normally, you pour just a little, a little bit in, in your glass, right? And it's and it's a cheers, it's a lechem, and, and you drink it. But I'm watching the rabbi pour his glass, okay? And he's got this cool little glass. It's kind of like this little like um, this little like glass, and he's pouring his glass, and he start He's just pouring, and he's talking to all of us, and I'm like, I'm like. All right. He's going to town. Like, good for you, Rabbi. Like he's about to turn up. Right. But then all of a sudden he just keeps pouring and pouring and pouring. and All of a sudden the glass starts to overflow. Now the glass is overflowing, the wine spilling everywhere, and he picks it up from the bottom. And we all have just a little bit. And we say the prayer and we all cheers and we, we all take our sip. Rabbi takes his glass that's overflowing. It's spilling all over his hands, getting all in his beard. And he chugs the entire glass of wine. And I go, Rabbi, what in the world just happened? Like, I know you like to have fun with the college kids and the young bucks, but what, What? What? I don't understand. And he said, Jake, what we have to realize is that life is truly a blessing. And this wine represents an overflowing of blessings. And if we only pour just a little bit into the main cup, the cup that serves ourselves, how are you going to be able to give the blessings to others, to serve others the way you know you're capable of, to be the person you were always destined to be? And I was like, Rabbi, now we're talking, you know, you're combining an unbelievable amount of wine with just incredible wisdom. And and I realized that from that story, you have to fill up your own cup. You have to allow your internal compass to guide you so that you can recharge your batteries, take care of your energy, but also do it in a way that allows you to serve every single day because it is our duty to take care of the people who need us. It is our duty to provide your gifts and share your gifts with the world because when it all comes down to it, that's how we get better. We learn from great people and then we turn it into our own. And so I think that that's such a great way to describe this internal compass, defining your own success, filling up your cup on your own individual path to living a life of meaning.
0: Brother, that uh, really resonates with me because when I got here and I told you when I got here to Abita, like I was like on this like, whoa, like not certain of what I was doing, almost feeling like an imposter. And I was like dissipating my energy, wanting to serve everybody around me except myself and what I needed to really accomplish until uh, it was almost like some people deselected themselves to like wanting, you know, when you like self like they, they decide like oh you know maybe maybe it's not a good time or whatever and so you decide to kind of like okay well good my energy is not needed here or wanted here or whatever and you're like okay perfect like maybe this is exactly what i needed and brother um i learned so much about myself these past two months as a result of allowing myself to come back to my center align and allowing to then just focus on the things that I know needed to, to, to be. And then as a result, everything is coming to me now. You know what I mean? And that has become the biggest gift that I would not have understood if I didn't go through the, this these last two months. Because I just wanted to get everything done. You know, like you want to push all this energy out. And you're right the biggest thing that we have to do on is, is understand that we spend so much time filling our own cup. And, you know, when I was in Brazil, I thought I did that. You know, I just come, come here from Brazil. I did all this internal work. And so I just wanted to execute, 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 but then I found myself lost. And then it was like, hold on a second, just be in your center. Everything's going to come to you. And it did, you know, like, (laughs) it's hilarious how, how the universe really, you know, our creator you know, whatever you believe in, like, you know, it it really does work in such beautiful and mysterious ways, but we have to look after the relationship with ourselves. So tell me a little bit about your book, uh, because I, I, you know, I I really know that, you know, you just launched it a couple weeks ago, and I I really want to know a little bit more about what it is that um, you're excited about with it, you know, tell me more about it. And I know it's your third book you mentioned, um, and then also, I'd love to know if anybody like is wanting to know more specifically how they can really work with you. Yeah, let's get you know, is that is that an extension of the book or, or you know, is, is the book kind of a, a, a forefront to what they can learn more about you tell me? Sure, man. So, so
1: it's it's interesting that, that our conversation has led to this point, right? Because we've been talking a lot about this communication and, and different styles, different beliefs. And, and this is one of the reasons I wrote this book. Okay. This book is, is designed, it's an interview-based book where I interviewed 39 of the world's best performers, coaches, and entrepreneurs. I brought people with all different belief systems, people in all different types of entrepreneurial world, people that have achieved different levels of success. And I asked them a similar set of questions. The entire intention was to see and to show people around the world what the wildly successful do different than everybody else. How do you build the right relationships that can change your life and business overnight? How do you take action even when you're when you're paralyzed with the fear or the internal doubts or the external adversity? How do you still take action to achieve your goals and your dreams? And so all these experts, whether it's John Lee Dumas, Pat Flynn, Lori Harder, um, Brandon Cohen, the former CEO of Liquid IV, whoever is in this book, there's so many great people, but they all share their stories, their advice, their tips, their tricks in a way that worked for them. And the intention for the reader is to be able to find somebody, if not multiple people, that you really resonate with, that you can learn from, and that you can take what they say and go ahead and implement on it. And what's really cool is there are so many similarities in the book, and I'll explain a couple of them, but there's also so many differences of opinions on how to get there. And what I've realized is a few things. Nobody really knows what we're doing, okay? We just know that if we take aligned action and we surround ourselves with great people, good things will happen. The second thing is we know that the more we learn from people who have done what we aim to do, the quicker that path will become, period. And the thing that I think I've learned the most is I ask a question about relationships. How have relationships, both personally and professionally, contributed to your success and happiness? And almost every single person within the first sentence says they are everything. And it goes to show us that in this world, we cannot do it alone. We need to have people around us. We need to have people that lift us up. Because at the end of the day, whatever you do in your life, we're in the business of people. You can't get married without another person. You can't grow a business without a customer. You can't achieve true happiness without the relationship of people around you. Sure, happiness can be an inside job, but you need people to bring you to that ultimate meaning of fulfillment. And so I would say that this book has a little bit of everything for everyone. It'll show you how to build your business, it'll show you how to be more present, it'll show you how to take action, it'll show you how to be more productive and You can get this book by going to the elevatedentrepreneur.co. We made the book completely free. All you got to do is just pay for the shipping, but we've made the book free for everybody to have access to it. Because like I said at the beginning, my mission is to spread the feeling of elevation. And that's what this book is. It's a chance to spread the feeling of elevation to help people achieve their true definition of success. And, you know, you asked me, you know, is this an extension of how people can work with you? Yeah, of course. But the truth of the matter is, is I want you to get this book. I want you to read the book. I want you to feel the book. And if it resonates with you, reach out and I can show you how to grow your business or I can show you how to write your first best best-selling book. Amazing. That's how we'll do it. But, but the premise here is not, just to get more business. The premise here is to share a message from the world's greatest to inspire people to live their best life and to achieve the success that they've always dreamed of. And so that's what this book is really all about. It's got great tips and tricks, 39 different people uh, share their experiences, their stories. There's so many incredible lessons to learn. The feedback has been absolutely remarkable. I'm incredibly proud of the work that we've put together. And I'm just so excited for for everyone who's listening to be able to uh, get their hands on it and, and elevate themselves.
0: I love it, brother. Um, you said we, tell me, um, we meaning you and like, who, who includes the we? I'm just curious. So
1: the, the we, man, I, I get into this habit where, where I use we as more of a collective. So I have my team where I say we, and we've worked really hard on it. My assistant has helped. I mean, this book wouldn't have been the success it was without without her help and contributions. You know, our designers, our editors, the people that have helped create this book, um, because <laughs> we're a team. But, but as a, as a unit, like when I say we, I I kind of view us all as this team, you know, I don't, I don't call us like a group. I call us a team, you know? And I think that when a group of people come together that stand up for something bigger than themselves, you've become part of a greater mission. And so it is, we, we is the collective. We is everybody who is trying to achieve something more. We is everyone who's going to pick up this book. We is the the universe saying it's time to shine. You know what I'm saying? So, so I kind of use, we, um, in that sense both literally and figuratively but i do believe that it's just bigger than me and it's you know it's not just my book it's our book and uh i just happen to be the vessel to writing it and to releasing it
0: brother uh you know and i agree i think that that's that's the reason why it's such a like i caught it because uh it's a testament to who you are as a human being and and like really honoring like that brilliance that you do is is really a gift and um, it's beautiful to see because I think it's most important uh, when it's embodied. And when you, when, you know, I can pick up levels of language uh, and my hallucination is that I have a little bit of awareness. So like having the ability to like pay attention to those little things is really in- important. And for anybody that's listening, um, I know that's going to be a testament to to, to to who you are and how you've embodied your, your mission your vision yeah. and how you get to communicate that with love because i think it's super important so bless your heart brother and i really appreciate you for any inc- all this insight all any of this um information because you know there's so much that i, I get to learn from you as i sit here and, and spend time with you uh and i'm grateful so if anybody wants to reach out to you find out more information about you please uh, let let us know how how they can find out more about you and and your brilliance.
1: Yeah, the best way is on Instagram at Jake Kelfer. Just hit me up, slide on in those DMs. Let's have a combo. If it resonated with you, hit me up. If it triggered you, hit me up. If you want to learn more about the book, hit me up. But let's get these conversations going and flowing, man. That's what it's all about. So at Jake Kelfer on Instagram, best way to communicate.
0: Beautiful, brother. And last question, if you had three days left to live, What would you do?
1: Tell my family I love them. Spend time with the people I care most about and eat all the foods that I cannot eat right now (laughs) because your boy would love to have a cheesy gordita crunch from Taco Bell. (laughs) But no, no, no. But I would tell my family I love them. I would spend time with the people I care most about. And I would just make sure that I uh, let people know how much I I really love them Um, because I would want to make sure that when I'm gone, uh, my legacy lives on.
0: Beautiful, brother. Anything else you want to say? Any, any last words?
1: Man, I appreciate I appreciate you for giving this platform and having this uh, wonderful uh, intellectual conversation. Uh, it's, it's been a blast, man. Great way to start start the day.
0: Bless your heart, brother. We'll talk to you soon. And uh, I look forward to seeing you in person at some point in the near future. I'm confident so happy. Yes, sir. Hey, everyone. And thank you so much for listening to The Resilient Minds. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please make sure to go comment and like and follow us on iTunes or Spotify, and make sure, please make sure, that if you really love this, to share this episode, and make sure that you're inviting all your friends to like it as we continue to unfold what the beauty of our minds does. More importantly, how powerful our heart level of intelligence can be when we combine our heart and our brain together. And more importantly, check out the alignment course that I've created. It's seriously there for you to take advantage of at www.ericbalance.com forward slash alignment. See you on the next show.